Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. When a juvenile is accused of a sex crime, the path towards adjudication is a long and complicated one. Prior to a change in law in 2014, the adjudication ended when a juvenile was added to the state's sex offender registry, where they remained for often the rest of their lives. Since a change in law in 2014, however, the path towards adjudication, while still long and complicated, often is referred back to the judge before the adjudication is complete, leaving it up to the judge whether the juvenile needs to register or will be granted a fresh start. Tim O'Donnell, a deputy district attorney for Marion County, who works in the juvenile division, explains what that process looks like from the time a juvenile is accused today to when their process is completed. If a person is starting in the investigation phase, you know, law enforcement will refer a youth to the juvenile department of the county in which the offense occurred or the county in which the youth lives. Juvenile court jurisdiction can attach either in the county where the offense occurred or where the county of the youth's residence is. Uh, in criminal court, you know, you're limited to filing a case only in the county in which the act occurred. The juvenile court gives more discretion to do that filing where the actual youth lives. Idea being that's going to be more convenient to offer that youth services and kind of rehabilitation processes. But it can happen in either county, though typically the case will end up at some point, whether pre or post jurisdiction, being in, heard in the county where that kid lives. But once it's referred to a juvenile department or the youth is taken into custody, kind of immediately triggering review by the juvenile department, they will coordinate with district attorneys to decide whether or not a petition is going to be filed. And it petitions the juvenile court equivalent of a criminal court indictment or uh, information. We don't have separation between indictments and informations in juvenile court. There's just a petition. And that petition is basically putting the case before the juvenile court saying this person committed this act, which if they were an adult would be considered a crime. Terminology is slightly different in juvenile. We try to avoid language like crimes and things like that, convictions, balance, and so forth. Typically then, you'll get assigned a court-appointed attorney if they can't afford their own, which I think almost 100% of the cases in at least Marion County seem to end up with court-appointed attorneys. And from that point, the DA's office will provide all the discovery to that attorney. That attorney will do whatever they're going to do as far as investigating the facts and circumstances of the client's uh, situation on their own. Typically by that point, the state's already done with whatever it needs to try not to file unless we have everything we need. And then we'll begin kind of the negotiation process with the attorneys as to, you know, are they going to admit some of these allegations? Are we going to go to trial on some of them? Kind of the typical process you would engage in in resolving a case. A lot of times defense attorneys will have an evaluation completed on their client, a psychosexual evaluation, to just kind of use as a negotiation tool to have a professional's input on kind of what their assessment of this person's risk is ongoing in kind of an untreated state. And then from there, we decide trial or no trial. Most of them, I would say, resolve in some form of admission, typically to at least one felony count, or what would be considered a felony if they were an adult. At that point, the court will take jurisdiction of the youth, which is kind of the juvenile court equivalent of a conviction, and 
court then will have to work with juvenile department probation officers state and youth attorney decide what the conditions of the probation are going to be and kind of what the course of treatment or whatever else might be kind of recommended for that youth. Most typically, I would say most cases anyway, the initial disposition is going to be recommended as a community level placement and treatment program. We'll try and do it on an outpatient basis with the youth either living back at home if there are no siblings or the victim possibly in the home or some other kind of family placement where they're not going to be around other children. And they'll engage in that treatment and really kind of depends on how well they do in engaging in treatment services as well as whatever else might be ordered and not committing other offenses. If they do well, complete the treatment, they'll remain in the community, end up terminating probation, usually one to two years. And then at that point, we'll have the hearing on whether or not that person should be registered at the termination. And the kind of standard for that is whether or not by clear and convincing evidence, burden being on the youth to show this, whether or not they're a risk ongoing to society. Generally speaking, if they've completed probation and treatment in the course and manner expected, be very unlikely for a judge to say that they're an ongoing risk. Otherwise, we wouldn't be terminating their jurisdiction so soon. We'd be kind of stepping up the treatment regimes and what they need to do to be off of probation. But not everyone agrees that juvenile sex offenders should be free from registration requirements or should be sympathetically given a fresh start when victims cannot be granted one. The executive director of Lane County's Sexual Assault Support Services, Bibi Beltran, gives her opinion. There's a lot of empathy and pity for folks who make mistakes. And I think that what I often hear is they don't want their whole lives ruined for something they did when they were young. But, again, that fails to, like, see the point or acknowledge the impact of those behaviors. So, yeah, I would just like the same consideration for both sides. This is Chelsea Deffenbacher from the Register Guard Newsroom.